Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to just go ahead and get started right here with this week's episode, episode three of The Challenge. And this was an interesting episode of The Challenge, I thought, because it doesn't really follow the like standard um like little bit of drama daily challenge elimination formula all we get as far as like competition wise is the elimination so the big thing this episode was johnny's decision to throw in jody and um benja benja benha yeah yeah thank you benha and um or kelly and and tristan and apparently there was a lot that went into this decision but we also start to to see some foreshadowing i think of things that might happen in the future like i'm curious if the reason why this john a kelly and storyline was so big this episode is because like this is going to be a storyline that continues until one of them gets eliminated. Um, That's my thought anyway. But we also got to see, you know, some of the the couples that we have or exes, I guess, more so. We have like Kaz and Theo, they're getting along. Um, Corey and Jordan, they're getting along. We see like um, Hugh Huey and Ben Ha. Um, like meditating and trying to manifest that they're not going to go in against each other. So we're seeing like all of these like personal relationships. And I feel like that's not something that we've really seen a lot of um, in recent seasons of the challenge. I think you're right. I th- and I, I think it and it wasn't like forced and overdone either. So I kind of liked it. And I, from what I've seen on like social media and also, um, just like what Scott and Derek have said, John A is going to be on their podcast next week. And I guess there's like a lot more to it than, um, you know, just like what we've seen so far. So I'm interested to listen to those podcasts for sure. Um, you said you think it's going to be a storyline going forward, like John A. Yeah from this i think so too in the moment i i totally realized it was is the confessional where amber was said well if she does this to her friends like how can anyone trust her and what's she gonna do to me if you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i, I thought that was a bad decision on johnny's part yeah i totally agree and i saw on twitter that even Jemmy said, like, I do not endorse this move whatsoever because Kellyanne didn't have very many people in the game and she mm-hmm. had John A's back. I saw Jemmy tweeting about this and it totally rubbed me the wrong way because the right. way she worked, like, I didn't, this, I didn't teach Jemmy, uh, John A this because she has like in her head, like I taught John A play the game on all stars one like I taught her everything I know. Okay, that's great. But like, what? And she's been on her own in one, two seasons now. Like, calm down. But she like, does credit her. Even like John A says that. I mean, I get it. I, but it's like now it's like she's on her. She she's kind of got it, Jenny. Calm down. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I can agree with that. I can agree with that for sure. Um, what about some of like the other people in the house? What kind of vibes are you getting? I mean, like the Tori and Casey talking to John A, do you think that that played a factor in it? Like targeting, but I don't get how, I mean, if, if John A is thinking logically about this, I, I just can't see how she is because if Kellyanne wants, is, is going to have John A's back and Kellyanne wants to target the stronger players, then she's going to be doing John A's dirty work for her. Right? Exactly. John A is the strong player um, versus Kellyanne, but that's being protected. But Kellyanne is the shield. Protect her at all costs. Kellyanne's one of the most loyal people to ever play. So even though, yes, she was like it, she's when she said last episode about I which I loved, like I thought we'd want to get the stronger people out and keep the weaker players in. And the strong people were like, Oh, she's coming after us. Well, John, I don't think that that was a smart thing to say in a world championship when there's only four people from like the flagship version that have not won a championship. So the only people that she can like potentially have on her side are Nelson, Naya, and Theo. So I do think that that was like something that she definitely shouldn't have said. I think like reading the room, that was the wrong thing for her to say. But well, no, she should have kept it to herself. But I yeah. love that she's so like just blatantly like lays mm-hmm. it out for them. Yeah. No, yeah. I I agree with that. It's just Kellyanne in a nutshell. Like she doesn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Her. So I, I really you- think like I'm like I don't know why she was cast on this season, but I'm so glad she was. <laughs> I think it's great. It yeah. It's she she's definitely going to add some spice to the season, that's for sure, especially with the way that this is kicking off and if she's there for a while, I can see her definitely stirring some shit up for sure. So I was that's really exciting. close to giving John A my LVP because of that, because of her decision to put Kellyanne in. So I did give John A my LVP. You did. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. Pretty Nelson much. did so bad. I'm like, I cannot overlook that. But I I was like, oh, John A or Nelson, what should I do? Yeah, so I did give John A my LVP because of that. I don't think that it was smart for her game. I just, I don't. The only thing that she, like, possibly has is, like, the Nelson thing. So it depends on, like, how closely. To me, it actually kind of seemed like John A was wanting to play the game with Nelson, which I found interesting. Um, Just because I, like, I mean, they've never, yeah, they've never done a show together ever. So um, I thought that that was interesting that she put so much stock in in him. But also, like, at the same time, I, like, understand that it could obviously be a cover-up. But... Um, so basically Nelson says that if he puts his hair up, then he wants Kellyanne and Tristan. And if he 
wears his hair down, then he wants um, Ben Ha and Jody. And the whole time he knew that he didn't want to go against Ben Ha and Jody because they're team Argentina. And um, so is he. So it's weird because I feel like he could have like maybe skipped the whole hair thing and just like told her like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go against Jody and Ben Ha. And like, if they were close, close and like, she was going to do what Nelson wanted, then she would have done that anyway. And then maybe she could have given Kellyanne a heads up that like, this is the way it's going, you know? Yeah. So we get to the elimination. Abby, since you have such strong feelings about Nelson in this elimination, do you want to talk about it? Uh, Okay, so y'all know how much I love Nelson, but it was almost like that freaking soccer ball challenge he did against (laughs) Corey. Yeah. It was so painful. I, I literally thought of that too. That's hilarious. So painful to watch. So Tristan and Kellyanne... I mean, Tristan's just so basically the the girl, the girl player is suspended and then the guy player is swinging them to grab pieces of this structure they're going to build. And Tristan is just swinging Kellyanne easily. And I think, unless I'm mistaken, the only piece Hugh Huey got was the one that Kellyanne dropped and Nelson raced to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the it's, only one I, that they got. So he was trying to, they were, pretty much everyone on the sidelines was trying to coach him and for he the win. Like, and did not understand momentum. He did not understand the concept. It, it was, oh God, I was just like, let this be over. This is painful. So... Obviously, I mean, Tristan and Kellyanne just annihilate them. Yeah. And one thing, like, people keep saying that Jody and Ben Ha were the weaker team, but, or were the stronger team, but I don't know if that's true. Kellyanne is very versatile, and um, Tristan was the UK champ, and I yeah. feel like nobody's yeah. giving him credit for that. I thought so too. And even though, I wanted Nelson to say, I mean, I didn't, those were not my two teams. I wanted to go against each other. I don't like Jody and I don't know Ben Ha, so they can go. Um, but I kind of wanted Tristan to show off because I'm like, he was, I didn't watch the UK, but I'm like, he was the winner and he's put in this mm-hmm. situation and no one seems threatened by him. I kind of want him to like show him up. So I was happy with the results when all was said and done. Yeah, and Tristan, um, I thought he was pretty impressive in just, like, the way that he understood the concept, like, relatively easily. He was able, like, he was just, like, swinging her around like it was nothing. So, I, see, I think it was, listen, Nelson didn't do a good job whatsoever, but I think it was harder than it looked. Because the way Tristan was doing it and grab, I couldn't figure out how he was doing it and grabbing her and swinging her without kind of, like, getting her off balance so Mm -hmm. I think it actually probably was harder than Tristan was making it look but not as hard as Nelson was making it probably somewhere in the middle I can see that I can see that and because Nelson did so bad it just made it seem like 
he didn't like it didn't showcase like how well Tristan was doing with it. Yeah. And by the way, Hugh Huey looks just like Mish Fitz to me. I kept like thinking, I kept thinking, I'm like, who does she remind me of? And that's what she reminded me of. I really, I liked her personality. I wish we got to see more of her, but maybe we'll get to watch the challenge Argentina. Yeah. Are they going to subtitle it? I don't know. I'll watch it. Cause I like everything we're hearing is like, it's getting great ratings and it's doing really Mm -hmm. well. So I'm going to, I will watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it for sure. So who was your, I said my LVP was John A. My MVP was Kellyanne. Who was yours? Uh, my for MVP, I uh picked Tristan because I feel like he really was the leader in the elimination, and he also was incredible at handling Kellyanne. He could yes. have been like so mean to her, and he could have been like, "Oh, why is this my partner?" But he was really good about it and good at calming her down a little bit. I, I just was really impressed by him. And it's funny because I, I did end up watching Challenge UK and I feel like he was like n- blank nothingness to me. But the whole show was like nothingness to me. So oh, I, I still like, only watched like the first episode better than I did out of UK. That's good. What yeah. about your LVP? Uh, I was between John A and Nelson and then I just I decided on Nelson. So, funny little anecdote when I was listening to um, Challenge Mania so that I could get their MVP and LVP for fantasy. Um, Derek tried to give his LVP to Nelson, but Scott, like, would not let him because of the stuff that Nelson is going through right now in his personal life. That's... I actually thought about that. I was like, I feel like an asshole giving Nelson an LVP right now. He's like, not this week. Not this week. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. He's an MVP in real life for, like, surviving and, you know, Mm -hmm. it seems like he's recovering. I, I hope, you know, he can get better and get back out there. Just to normal life is what I mean, not even the challenge, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I think that when he does come back to the challenge, he will definitely be um comeback player of the year. Yeah, I feel bad for I feel like I couldn't believe I feel bad for him. Yeah, for sure. Well, on that unfortunate note, let's transition to Survivor. <laughs> um Okay, so there was a lot going on this episode of Survivor. Uh, I I had to keep pausing and rewinding. I totally agree because I was watching it this morning um, and my mom was here and she was talking to me a little bit. I'm like, wait, I missed something. I, I had to keep pausing and rewinding. Yeah, so we like start with like the Sarah Carson <laughs> drama because obviously um, their ally who was it, Helen, got voted out last time. So they have to have, like, a conversation about why he chose to go um, the other direction. She feels like she's on the bottom of the totem pole, which she kind of is um, at this point. And then we have a lot of fake idol stuff going on. Um, Which I thought was 
amazing after Danny's scene when it goes back to Matt doing it. What do you mean, Abby? I'm not understanding. So after Danny, you know, he puts a fake idol back in the cage. Yeah. With right. the with the note. And right. then he hides the key for someone to find. Right. And Matt finds the key. So then um Oh, I forgot there's two Matts. That's why I got confused by what Matt you said. Matt and Matthew. Matt and Matthew. Right. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. And then so it goes yeah. on. Jamie is excited because she found an but idol. I was so sad back. when I was so sad when Matt found the idol because I actually like kind of like him and Franny. Like they're oh, so I cute. love them. Yeah. I love them. Me and my we both go. Oh, me and my mom, like when he was so excited, we're like, we feel so bad for him. Oh, yeah, I felt bad for him too. I was like, ah, anybody but him. But yeah, I agree. But I'm sorry, go on to Danny. I apologize. Well, no, and then, you know, Jamie um, from what's the orange team? Uh, Ratu. Ratu. It, it just shows like her finding the idol. And it's not like a scene, it's like a flash, like a. Mm-hmm. Like flash, like just a clip, and then showing Matthew hiding, making a fake immunity idol because he found it initially. Yeah. So we have Matthew and Danny who both made fake immunity idols. But to me, Danny was like, it was pure expertise. And Matthew to me was just like, I could tell, like, it was obvious to me that I don't know he wasn't a very good actor is how I'll put it Matthew okay what I didn't like about Danny uh, compared to Matthew though is that Danny went and told everybody that they had like I was like Danny like to me he just did too much I felt the same Christina I, I thought it was brilliant I don't know maybe I'm wrong I mean, you're not wrong. It's just I have a different opinion, and so does Abby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. I just thought it was a little bit mean spirited, but I mean, that's yeah. the game of Survivor, you know. Like, I, I get it. Okay, but, but it was course, not like- rest- It was not necessary for him to tell everybody about the fake idol because the whole intention of doing that was to get a target off his back. Like, no, like there, there wasn't even a target on his back to begin with. I was rolling when he walked up and was like, so what'd you put in your pocket in front of the other, the guy, John? Oh, poor Matt. I just, I don't know. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Hey, let me ask y'all something. I didn't watch last season. When did they start doing the reward and immunity all together like this at the beginning of the season because at beginnings of seasons it used to be a re- there were two challenges the reward and then the immunity that... challenge and then like once they merged it would be combined and they started off this season with just one challenge uh, has every episode been like that so far i think so the first oh. three I guess I haven't really noticed. I don't know. Maybe this is the first one. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not really sure, honestly. Maybe it's because there are so many people that they wait until there's, like, fewer. I'm not really sure. Do you know, Michelle? 
Honestly, I like gloss over during the challenges. I don't find them that exciting. So I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm glad if there, if there was two, I'm glad there's not any more because I can't, I can't take it. It's not that interesting to me. Yeah. I'm pretty certain anyone who listens can correct me, but at least in the majority of seasons, they started off with two challenges. Yeah, no, you're no, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I remember that too. I just like didn't but realize that. I noticed I that this episode, but I didn't realize it was like a repetitive thing. I thought it was just like, oh, they might do this every once in a while. No. So I'm like, did they find these people really interesting and knew like it would be a lot of good content? Or I don't know. I just, I'm just curious as to why, but. So do you yeah. want it? Because it's like a great seat, like the produce everyone, they're like really amping up the press with how great of a season this is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that's good. I guess I didn't really know that, but that's a good that's good for them. Yeah. Um, but I think so far it's pretty exciting. Like there's a lot going on, but um I'm liking it anyways. Um, so the mutiny challenge that they had and their war challenge. Um, we're all kind of lumped into one and it was just like the standard obstacle course and then a puzzle that happens like pretty much every episode as That's why I, like, totally gloss over the only part that I like really tuned in on this one is when they have to dig in the sand and get under like the usually there's like a lock right mm -hmm. and I just like I can't I start like getting anxiety because I picture myself doing it and I think I would be so claustrophobic and so afraid to do that. Oh my, I don't know. It freaks me out even watching it when they do it. So we're three weeks in and the first place person gets a large toolkit and a huge platter of fruit and second place gets a smaller toolkit and smaller fruit. The last place loses their flint and goes to tribal. So, um, the green team has to have two people sit out. So they choose Claire and Heidi. And we find out that this is, well, if, I mean, they make it a point to tell us that this is the third time that Claire has chosen to sit out or her team has decided that. Which blows my mind. And I said that. And she thinks she's like being a team player, which is so weird. I don't understand. I, I don't get her, her thought process at all she's just and like last, super naive last week I was like why is she sitting out two times in a row like that's dumb really? that's gonna be her target and then she did it again I was yeah that's crazy I didn't even notice that she had sat out that many times um so Lauren sits out for the orange team and the orange team ends up winning and then um, the other two teams, like, literally look at their puzzle, and it's, like, a race to the finish. And this kind of reminded me of, like, the challenge, how they knock it down so that other teams can't do that. So I thought that that was also, like, kind of interesting. So Tika, the purple team, ends up getting second. And then for the first time, Soka, the green team, goes to tribal and personally i think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here yeah they tried to make some drama but i wasn't buying it either like i i think i told you christina last season they kept faking me out this one did not fake me out whatsoever no i mean you you don't 
A, sit out three times in a row, and B, have it aired that the host called you out on it and not get a, get voted out. So she plays her shot in the dark, but she's not safe, and she is voted out. So I gave her my LVP. Same. <laughs> same, same, same. What about you, I Michelle? I still understand you go on Survivor and you don't play in an immunity challenge. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. I can see, like, sitting out of one because if somebody has to sit out, like, that might be, you know, it might be your turn. But more, like, three in a row, like, that's crazy. Was she your LVP, Michelle? Uh, no, she was in, I had three people in contention. She was in contention, but, uh, the other person I had in contention was Kane because at the beginning of the episode, he was talking about how he was like a dungeon master from Dungeon and Dragons. I know. And then I ended up deciding that my LVP is plant lady, Jamie, number one. She freaking ate worms on television. Are you nuts? That's it, your LVP uh, or your MVP? LVP. She ate worms. It was like talking about how great it was. It was looking for more worms. Like one wasn't enough. Her energy. They die to- when they hit the stomach acid. Didn't you know that? Her, uh, <laughs> her energy to me gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know she's going to burn out soon. I like it. It just has to happen because she's like so out of I don't know. And then she fell for Matthew's bad acting. Now she has this fake idol. Something's going to happen for her soon. So I don't know. She she gave me the heebie-jeebies all episode. So I had to give her LVP. You know who she kind of reminds me of? Maybe her looks a little bit. Um, is Nancy from Love is Blind. Was Nancy on the last? I never watched that last season. Was she on uh, the last season? Yeah, um, yeah. With Bartice, yep. See, and I saw Swa say like, "There's a new Love Is Blind season coming out soon." So I'm not now. I'm never gonna. I'm never catching up. I'll just go into the next one. I'll forget. About- <laughs> Maybe someday, if you like, get sick and have like a ton of time to just watch TV and do no- some nothing else or something like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I'll probably just go forward with the next one so I can be current with that. Yeah. So, so Michelle, I think it's funny that you talked about Kane and because. I have not liked him the, this whole season. He's definitely. He's he's definitely on my body. Yeah, I just there's something I don't like about him. But my mom was so funny when they won the immunity challenge. <laughs> Jeff gave um, him the sword. My mom's like, "Oh, I wouldn't give him that." That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's just odd and. She, you need to watch. I wish you had watched this episode with my mom because she said the same thing about Jamie. She's like, <laughs> "What is that lady doing?" That's hilarious. I mean, yeah, <laughs> what is she doing? But also, she's on Survivor. Is that not? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like numb to it because I watch Naked and Afraid. Oh, yeah. maybe I don't know. That's crazy. Okay, so who is your MVP then? I had I picked Danny, but I already I already talked about I thought I thought his little plot was pretty good, so that's why I picked Danny. And how about you, Abby? Okay, so my MVP this is kind of I, I don't know why, but um, was Franny 
because I thought she made some what? really good points at tribal council. Okay. And yeah, she's just adorable and cute, and I'm glad they didn't go after her. That's so math. funny. I was not expecting you to say Franny at all. <laughs> who did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Somebody who did more this episode. <laughs> I but mean, she's cute. More. I like her. I, mean, I she's. Well, Nobody I mean, really I should. gave. I Danny, gave, Danny stood out to me more than anyone, but again, I wasn't a huge fan of how he went about that. And then Matthew stood out to me, but it was like so short, you know. I like gave it to Matthew. You did, yeah. I was thinking about him, but it was like just such a short little clip. I was like, uh, I don't know. Y'all know I'm biased though. I kind of, I, I vote, I really need to focus on voting more like gameplay wise and not always emotional wise. Cause I tend to sometimes shift to like voting emotionally. Like? Yeah. It's hard for me too, Abby. I hear you. Yeah, and clearly it was hard for Scott this week, too, not allowing to get <laughs> No, Nelson. And then my LVP was Claire, because I just I just can't. I mean, yeah. I've said it a million mm-hmm. times. I, and then, and like, when she was voted out, she's like, you know, I, I had the full Survivor experience. I just wish I could have stayed and done more. And I was like, girl, you didn't even compete. Yeah, right? It's like you could have you chose not to I had a lot of faith in her too i picked her for my fantasy team like i was really Me don't too, forget but... you can swap people out <laughs> i know yeah, i had I her on my team too that's hilarious i lost helen and her um oh the other thing three girls y'all yeah. so far mm-hmm. um i'm ready for a guy to go preferably kane um <laughs> but I was going to ask you, because I have till week five, and mm-hmm. I'm like, how many times can I swap out? Because if I swap out before- You get two. Before... Okay, so I, I can still do one now and then one before week five. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do, because knowing my good choices, I'm going to pick somebody, and then they're going to be voted out week four. I think Paul said that he had two people leave in episode one. Because he had Bruce and the person that got eliminated. Uh, yeah. I could just see myself picking. Because um, I have to pick a guy. I mean, a girl, right? Um, You don't I lost have. I two girls. Oh. You have to have at least two guys and two girls on your team. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to at least pick one girl. And so I didn't want to. But there are people. six people on your team. two, And you need two guys and two girls. So the other two can be whatever. So if you already had like four girls, then it wouldn't have to be a girl. No, I did three and three. Ah, uh, yeah. So one of them has to be. I have the whole damn orange tribe, except right. for Kane. We didn't talk about um, Brandon and how he's a renaissance man and all the freaking things he does. Did you oh. see the clips? Yes. Oh my God. I should have put him as MVP. I thought about that when I was watching it. I was like, Raina's my MVP. For real. I, I, I thought it was incredible. And Pilot, piano player, scuba instructor, diver. Like, what? That's a lot of accolades. And he had clips for everything. I'm like, hmm. that's cool. 
I changed my mind. Brandon is my MVP. <laughs> well, it makes more sense than Franny. Right. Write it down, Christina. Okay. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. So any yeah, final I thought thoughts? That was really cool, Michelle. It just solidified my love for him even more. And I really, I was really like, it, I don't know. I, you know, there's not a lot of, I don't know. It, it's very cool. But you know what I also thought? I'm like, I wonder if because he's a retired NFL player, he just doesn't have to really have a real job right now. So he has time to do all these things. But even if I was retired and had time to do all those things, I would not do all those things. So it's pretty. No, like becoming a pilot. That's not on my list. I know. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's incredible. It really is. Good for Brandon. And good MVP. I like that. Okay, so moving on to Bachelor. We had hometowns this week. And I'm the only one that watched hometowns this week, so I'm going to go through it relatively quickly. Um, And then Abby also watched the Woman Tell All, so we'll talk about that a little bit too. So Gabby was first. She lives in Vermont, and... They drill into a tree and they get sap to make maple syrup. She said that this was like one of her favorite activities to do when she was growing up. And then she gave him like four different kinds of syrup and they like tried them with different things. And she asked him like which one was his favorite. And he picks the fake syrup, (laughs) which is hilarious. She's like, it's not even maple syrup. It's it's pancake syrup. (laughs) Who did that? <laughs> so funny. That? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. At Gabby's hometown. And then they go to Well, that doesn't hometown. surprise me because of something we'll talk about when woman tells all comes up, which I thought was hysterical, but we'll Okay, sounds good. I think I know what you're talking about. That's funny. Um, okay, so she meets his her sister, two brothers, mom and dad. And her family overall is like really supportive um and in the end like things seem to be going well but then at the very end she gets like very emotional because she's like I know that I'm the first one like this went really well and I'm so happy right now but like I know that you're gonna do this three more times and like I don't want to be forgotten he's telling her you know reassuring her telling her like don't think like that like just think about the great time that we had and um so then he goes on to Ariel's hometown in New York City and that one was pretty fun. They walked around New York City. They got pizza. They went to a Jewish deli. Um, she takes him to her favorite, quote-unquote, coffee shop, but it was really a speakeasy. Um, and they they had what seemed like a really good time. So he met her parents, her brother, and her sister-in-law. And Ariel's brother is super skeptical and asks him a bunch of different questions. He asks... Um, why should Ariel choose him? Because, like, the brother, like, wants him to realize that he's not the only one choosing. Ariel needs to make a choice and choose him back. And then, um, yeah, and... I like that point. mm Mm-hmm. And he, like, didn't really have a good answer. In my opinion, he, like, said, like, he, like, made, like, I don't know. He said he was, like, good in the kitchen and (laughs) stuff like that. I don't know. But, um, that's kind of goofy, man. Yeah, it really was. But then after that, I seemed to get like his answer seemed to get a little more serious and better. But that first one, I don't know. They might have cut it weird, but yeah. Um, but then he asked, like, 
does he believe in like such a short amount of time do you think that you can like get to know someone and fall in love with them and he it says yes like he fell in love um on his previous season he believes he can do it again that's why he's there he wouldn't be he's there for the right reasons all that good stuff um and then he like asks how he and like they come from very different backgrounds and how does he intend to reconcile their backgrounds and um Zach says that he believes that, you know, like, if they're happy together, then they'll figure it out, and he wants to be there for her, and he knows that they have different backgrounds, and that's something that they don't know specifics on, but, like, he's not worried about in the slightest, because he thinks that they will be able to um, mend their worlds, or blend their worlds, I guess. And then he asks... Do you know Ariel's birthday? Do you know her middle name? And he doesn't know either of these things. Oh. And so he's like, how can you say that you know someone if you don't even know their birthday? And it was really interesting because he makes some really good points, but I think Zach's comeback was, like, as good as it could have been. And he said, you know, in this in this situation, it's not a conventional environment and I feel like I need to know the person, like, truly and deeply and as much of them as I can in order for me to be able to um, make a decision to actually spend the rest of my life with someone. And those little things, those everyday things, those things that you would normally ask in the beginning of a re- relationship to get to know someone, those can come after because they're not the break or make or break things that are going to establish if you're going to be able to be together for the rest of your life. So I think he answered it as well as, as he could have. Um, but yeah, Ariel's I, brother really grilled him. I'm thinking right now and I'm, I'm blanking on Mitch's birthday. So it's not a deal breaker. That's <laughs> it's June. Now, shit. Oh, Abby. <laughs> it's in June. We're oh, both that's just funny. Um, so Ariel's dad asks questions then, like, why is Ariel different from the other girls? Um, asks if he, um, feels conflicted at all, and he gives, like, the typical, I am conflicted, but I'll figure this out type of answer. Ariel then tells Zach that she is falling for him. And we move on to Charity's hometown date in Columbus, Georgia. He gets to meet her mom, her dad, two brothers, sister, and her childhood best friend. Um, they go to a family tailgate, and it's pretty. It's a it's a fun one. She gets to t- uh, he gets to talk to her brothers. Um, they talk about comp- compartmentalizing and what sets Charity apart from the other women. Um, And then her brother talks to her about getting her heart broken. And this is the first time that we really see Charity break down. And um, she's emotional about this because she's gotten her heart broken before. And she doesn't want it to happen again. So she ends up telling her mom that she is falling in love with him, but she's afraid to say it. And overall, her family is pretty supportive. So then she takes him to a country bar and they do line dancing 
and she eventually tells him that she is indeed falling in love with him. So then we get to Katie's hometown, and they are in Austin, Texas, which is where Katie just moved to a couple weeks before filming. So having just moved there, she still had some stuff to do in order to unpack. So basically what they do is they help her get settled in, and they run errands, he helps her build shelves, and the the really interesting thing about this hometown is that Zach lives in Austin, so really he was kind of showing her around his hometown, I guess. Um, So he gets to meet her mom, her aunt, her grandma, and her brother, and she tells him she's falling in love with him, and her family overall approves of everything. Um, and then we get a scene of him talking to Sean Lowe about hometowns. And that was just a reason for them to show Sean Lowe. I thought it was kind of random, kind of weird. But then we have the rose ceremony. And Ariel, Katie, and Gabby get the roses. And Charity is eliminated. I gave my best dress to Katie's rose ceremony dress, her MVP, or my MVP to Gabby, um, just because I thought she was really funny and composed for the majority of it. And then being the first hometown date, being the only one to not tell him that she was falling for him and still getting the rose, I think he really likes her a lot. So I gave her my MVP, and then I gave Charity my LVP. I had a really hard time doing this, but... She went home and there was really nobody else to give it to. So. Um, I really like Charity, so. Me too. Well, she's going to get her MVP soon, so. Yeah, exactly. So then we have the woman tell all. Do you want to talk I a little like bit? This, yeah, I like this woman tell all. Oh, okay. so should I watch it? I well, it it talked about like social issues and it called people out on. Okay, so full disclosure to all of our listeners, I texted both Abby and Michelle, and I was like, mm, "Should we skip Woman Tell all this time?" Because I'm really not feeling it. And Abby was like, "No, we have to do it." So, Abby, you can lead this one. Okay, so and that was before I watched it. I'll say that too. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll tell I'll talk about my biggest takeaways and then you can fill in Christina. Okay. Um so Anastasia mm-hmm. big talks about her were how she was just on the show for Instagram followers or social media followers that she does have a boyfriend um which she till the end denied. Um but then they talked about her microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And to Kylie and, um, you know, Kylie and Genevieve were just saying, you know, as because I get it in the scene when they were both on what it, she said something about she called her aggressive. Like Kylie was being aggressive and she was in that worried scene about that she her. was saying like she wanted to fight her, but that's not what she meant. She meant like, I don't want to fight you for time. Yeah, so you know, Kylie and Genevieve were like, as, you know, as black women, we're always seen, you know, being like aggressors. So they were talking about those microaggressions. Um, 
she did end up apologizing how real it was. I'm not sure. Well, uh, I don't think it was real because of I what Kylie think. said. Because Kylie said, like, I know that the reason that you're doing this is because you're, like, concerned about how your image and how this looks. But you did apologize to me. And at this point, I accept your apology. Yeah. I hope just for... I just hope she's not on Paradise. She will be. Yeah. See, I don't want to bring the messy, like... I mean, I want the messy girls there, but not her kind of messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... See, I thought that the thing... Okay, so before they had all this with Anastasia... They had um, the girls talking about Christina and how she was on the show. And one big difference between Anastasia and Christina is that Christina, like, really took accountability for what she did. And she was like, you know what? I didn't realize that I was sucking the energy out of the room. Like, you guys say, I didn't know that this was happening. But now that I'm aware of that, I'll take that and I'll be better. I believe she truly felt... Bad. I don't think she had any, yeah, I think that she was just, like, someone who, like, lacks a lot of self-awareness, and once it was, like, brought to her, I think that she did feel like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that this is what was going on. And then we have the whole controversy with Kat pulling Zach away from Char- Charity. Charity. Charity, yeah, when they were about to go on their one-on-one date. And Terry and Kat had already talked about it. Kat apologized. Brooklyn, little sass queen, is still not over it. Um, and still kind of calls Kat, ad- Kat out on it. And she's like, I've said it, and I'll say it again, and I'm sticking by it. What is the term she used? Do you remember? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. God, I wish I had written it down. Anyways, I love Brooklyn in that moment. She was. Hysterical. I can't wait to see Brooklyn on Paradise. Love her. So d- then they do the hot seats where mm-hmm. they bring up yeah. people individually and first. So we only. So we only have then- four hot seats this time, which I thought was interesting. And one thing that I've never understood: how come? I'll get to that. Never mind. Okay, don't forget. Mm -hmm, I won't. Okay, Okay, so Jess is up first, and she's the one that Zach um, sent home during she had never had a one-on-one date. And she just talks about still, like, feeling, like, misunderstood when they were were talking and breaking up, essentially. Um, Which I still was kind of confused by all that, but I don't when think Jess sudden, needed a hot seat. No, when all of a sudden dead, he just was not feeling her to that capacity. So even though I like Jess, like next. Um, so this is what I, and Michelle, I think you'll be very interested in this because you did not like Greer. Oh, and no. I, I was not a huge fan. She had the best hot seat. She took accountability. She owned up to everything. Oh. Greer... I, I I appreciated her this episode. Greer almost got my my MVP. And I really, really hope it's 
she's legit about all. But anyways, Michelle. I think she was. I had never seen anything about this, but apparently she defended uh, one of her friends, social media's post who was in blackface. And he defended, defended it. Um, so pretty much like what she did is one of her friends was, um, in blackface, but didn't like realize that that was what they were doing for some reason. And it was just like a, a costume, I think, or something like that. And, um, I could be wrong, but if I remember the situation right, it was something like that. And and Greer like defended the person by saying like, um, by pretty much saying like that person didn't know like they were ignorant without like saying they were ignorant and was like standing up for the person um, who did that. Uh, why would okay. Why is there so much blackface controversy when it comes to The Bachelor? People are idiots. And I think that they cast a lot of people from the South. Which, like, isn't good, but I don't know. I think that that's part of it. Because I think that there's just, like, a lot of ignorance. So Greer defended this post in real time? like No, years ago. Years ago, okay. And it got, okay, but it got dug up during the season while yes. it was airing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I like it that Jesse's like, he talks about how they've done a poor job of like addressing these issues before in the past and that that's going to change and he doesn't want to do that anymore. So he, you know, called Greer out on it and asked her about it. And she, like Christina says, she owned up to everything and she looked, she's like, I was racist. You said it five times. What I did was racist. And she's even been going to counseling with a diversity, diversity, right? As it was a diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Diversity Therapy. inclusion and inclusion counselor. And then that counselor spoke for a little bit too. Which I thought was great that they had her speak. Okay, she said... Um, in particular, I just found it. In particular, particular, I used misguided arguments on Twitter to to defend a student who dressed in blackface as Tupac for Halloween. I don't know, but when are white people going to learn? Like, and when are they going to do like background checks that finds the shit and not put people on the show? I don't think they ever will. Okay. Honestly. Yeah, I don't hold your breath. Okay. But I I I do <laughs> think that she did I mean, she said, you know, like she was scared and it does take a lot of courage to do that on national television and to like she lo- she said like the person who did this was racist. I was racist for defending it. Like I mean, she says it five times. I mean, she just, and the fact that, like, I saw Reality Steve 2 compare it to, like, her doing it this way and and really taking ownership to it compared to um, Eric last season with Gabby when they, like, just didn't even address it. Yeah, so it sounds like she at least 
took and showed accountability for her actions. To me, it seemed that way. And it yeah. seemed like the other cast members um, seemed to like accept and also take it that way as well. She seemed very sincere, in my opinion. Um, after that, I mean, I feel like the other two hot seats like barely even matter. Yeah, so basically Kat just goes on about like, I don't know what changed in our relationship. Because they did have a very good, I think Jesse told her, like, I thought he, you were going to be the one. I thought he was going to pick you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Charity's up there, but I don't really even remember much. She wasn't up there long. I mean, just talking about being hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like heartbreak. And that was, that was about it. And like, and also like how um she thinks she can like take this heartbreak and move forward to the future and she's like not worried about moving on just totally queuing it up for us yeah okay. well, she's 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 definitely ready to like fall in love mm-hmm. like again or, or whatever okay then zach comes out and cat and charity and jess talk to him but basically just kind of what they talked about in the heart hot seat and I don't know. I didn't think anything. Did with- Jess make up? Like, or do they end on friendly terms? Because I really like Jess. They did. Okay, good. Yeah, they, yeah. so, yeah. They both just basically talked about how they were both kind of just, like, confused in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I was going to say before. I don't understand, like, why Zach is only on stage for, like, a half an hour of the two-hour women tell-all. Like, I don't know. I feel like he should have been there the whole time, involved, in the middle of it, hearing every every side. They were just dragging it out. It's just weird to me. I think, I don't know. I just think that the lead should be there. But, but I mainly liked it and wanted you to watch it because of the, the social issues that they brought up and addressed, because I thought that was important. And then, of course, um, the very end. Yeah. So after Zach's on stage, we get to see bloopers. We get to see a preview for what we we he called Sex Week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, like Zach said that one time, and like Jesse Palmer, like will not let him live it down. It's so funny. Okay, so Michelle, apparently, he's not going to have sex with any of the girls. He's like, I know this is Sex Week, but. I do not want that, but but then but he the like 50s, clearly looks like he does have sex with somebody. I think it's Gabby. You think it's that's what I was gonna ask you. Who do you think he has sex with? I think it's Gabby. Oh. I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah. So then at the very, very end, we have something that they've never done before. They go to play a game of charity, but it's not really a game. He's asking her to be the next bachelorette. And she like freaks out. She calls her mom on FaceTime and has this like really emotional moment. And charity is our next bachelorette. Yay. How do you guys like, is that who you guys wanted to be the next bachelorette? You know, honestly, I would have been fine with anybody in the top four. I really like all four of them. But um, 
I think it'll be a good season. I'm, I I really like Charity. I'm happy for her, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, ABC.com released um, the potential men for her season today. So I saw it on Or maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember. I didn't see. I'm scrolling through the guys because I saw it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think she's so composed and carries herself so well. Um, so... Out of the final four, I want I want Katie to win. Yeah. Um, and then for the Bachelorette, I would have wanted it to be, I think Gabby would have been a fun Bachelorette. So. She would have been so fun. Yeah, but Ariel so. would have been super fun too. And she's mm-hmm. very different from anybody that we've ever had in the past. I mean, I would have been happy with any of them. I would have too. I like them all. I think y'all are more partial to Ariel than I am, even though I do like her. Like I, it's been a long time since I've liked all four women in the final four. So right. I would have been happy with anyone, but um, yeah, I'm actually, I think going to like watch this season. Good. So I gave my best dress for the women's hall to Genevieve. She was wearing this really pretty, um, like kind of blue aqua dress um, that had a slit over the chest, but it wasn't like a really deep slit. So it was like a little revealing, but not too revealing. And I just thought that she looked like so pretty and her makeup just looked really good on her. And so I gave it to Genevieve. Um, I gave Mine my charity. your best dress. Charity yeah. looked great. She, that, that white, white dress. dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she looked great too. Um, but I gave her my MVP and I just didn't want to give her but both. So I gave Charity my MVP for becoming the Bachelorette. And then I gave my LVP to Anastasia for um not owning up to her crap. And mine are the same. So Although I was almost about to give Brooklyn my MVP. Really? That's funny. I know I didn't watch this, but I loved her. <laughs> I know. God, she was awesome on Woman Tell All. She's great. Okay, so really fast, I'm going to give our an update on Are You the One? Michelle, you missed last um, episode when I was talking about how they're like finally getting their shit together and pulling oh. this out. Yeah. Yeah, the last two episodes um, were actually like really good. So I'm glad that they were able to turn it around. Um, so they started the the episode off by speed dating. And I will never, ever in my entire life understand why they don't do this. I get why they don't do it night one, because nobody's, like, comfortable. And nobody's been on TV before. They're still getting comfortable around the cameras. Like, they might not be themselves. You know, I get why they don't do it on night one. But, like, they should definitely do this, like, week two (laughs) before everybody gets, like, so attached to everybody and stuff. But they don't. And um, they do a challenge where basically their challenges is, like, about um, who they think stuff about um, the season. And this one they have to rank the house guests from first, second, third place um, to who they think has shown the most most growth so leo has shown the most growth based on what everybody thinks and so he gets to pick the dates and so he picks anissa to go on his date 
which everybody's super mad about because they think that Anissa and Akel are a match. And he chooses Roz and Mikey to go on a date. Now, his strategy, he says that he he thinks one of his matches is either Anissa or Roz. And Roz thinks one of her matches is either Leo or Mikey. So it would make more, most sense for Roz and Leo to go on the date. But Leo decides to split it up this way. Um, Roz and Mikey have sat together at, like, three matchup ceremonies. So even though everybody is annoyed that Leo didn't pick strategically for this... Um, Because he could have picked any couple, like he could have put himself and Roz on a date and Nissa and Nikel on a date, anybody that they thought was a perfect match and they could have potentially put into the truth booth. So everybody's annoyed with this decision, but um, there's nothing they can do about it. Roz and Mikey have sat together at a few different matchup ceremonies, so that's the best option. So they decide to put them into the truth booth and they are a no match. So at this point, they have quite a bit of information since we have four confirmed perfect matches right now, and we have had eight matchup ceremonies, so, um, and nine truth booths at this point. So Jordan and Ross stay up. They're the masterminds of everything. They stand up, stay up all night talking through all the different scenarios, and the next day they present everything to the house, and everybody starts to get on board with this strategy. So at the matchup cer- ceremony, they base everything on the fact that Anissa and Nikel are that one beam of light. They are the match, and um, so we have... Our three confirmed perfect matches already, Julia, Ruth, and Brendan, Ollie and Brooke, MJ and Sam, Taylor and Clay, and then Will decides to go with Do, Mikey with Jordan, Hamoudi with Danielle, Nathan with Cece, Eduardo with Courtney, Leo with Roz, and Akel with Anissa, and with one week left to go for the first time in Are You the One history, they get all 11 beams of light. They win early with a week left to go. So what happens? They won. They uh, they get a split $750,000. Oh. So it was the finale? Yeah. But... Yeah, it was the finale. So we, like, didn't know. They didn't, like, disclose how many episodes were in this. So I was, like, talking last episode about how, um, because I did two episodes last time. I caught up on two. And um, we were talking about how either it's going to be 12 episodes and we have this episode, next episode, and a reunion, Mm -hmm. or um, they're going to win early which I predicted back episode one on our podcast because um, they just like really drug it, drug it out. And we only had one truth booth and one matchup ceremony in the first two episodes. So I was like, what are they doing? Like, how is this? I don't know. But then I went back and looked and season seven had 15 episodes or a couple of 12 episodes. So I, it really left it so that like, you didn't know for sure what was going to happen, but yeah, they won a week early. That's so funny. It's so funny because you're like, these people are stupid for weeks. You're saying, I know you should have been here last time though. (laughs) Because the last two episodes, they started to pull it around. But the thing that really did it is that for some reason, this guy, Sam, he had to leave. And so I don't know if it was like personal. I don't know if he got COVID. I have no idea what it was, but he had to leave. And so they told everybody who his match was. And they got a confirmed perfect match in that 
truth booth the same episode. So in one episode, we found out two perfect matches. I don't think if that if that wouldn't have happened, they would have never been able to figure it out. But because that happened, they were able to figure it out. Yep. Okay. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it ended up being a pretty good season. And you said there's only been one season where they didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was Derrick, that Henry's, Derrick Henry season. Derrick Henry season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. So the last show that we are going to talk about today is the last four episodes of Perfect Match. And honestly, so much has happened with the Perfect Match people since filming that um, I think this will be pretty easy to get through. So in the beginning of the episode, we have like half the cast is skinny dipping, Carousel and Fran um, kiss, and Abby gets super upset about it. Do you, do you have any feelings on how Abby felt about this Carrie Fran kiss? Uh, I don't really like what I don't. It's very immature, I, I thought. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is immature. Like, they shouldn't have been making out, but, like, you're on perfect match. You're not in a relationship. Like, it's weird. I don't know. Who was this? I'm sorry. I had to go get Kyler something. What? What? Um, a perfect match, the episode nine at the very beginning when Francesca and Carousel make out and Abby gets mad. Oh. What? Do you think that was justified or not? Um, I'm saying I think it was immature all the way around. Like, they shouldn't have been making out, and she shouldn't have got upset. Yeah, how old are they? Seriously. <laughs> so, then we have the boardroom, and um, Bartice, Calvin, Shane, and Zay are the ones on the board. And they decide to set up Diamond with Bartice and Chloe back with Shane. And so Chloe and Shane, um, they're on the beach. They go to on like a picnic and they play with monkeys. Um, Chloe tells him that he's the one. Um, then Diamond and Bartice they do pottery for their date, and then Chloe and Shane try to trick everyone. And like Chloe came back alone, um, but really obviously Shane's there too. Aness realizes that there's Chloe nobody. To me, I don't get it. What? I don't get Chloe and Shane. Like, I don't. I don't get that a couple. I just think that they're both like really big personalities. I can see how they like get along. I guess. Um, but then Aness realizes that there's nobody there for her, so she ends up leaving. Diamond leaves. Mitch leaves. Will leaves, and the people that we have left are Chloe with Shane, Carousel and Joey, Francesca and Damien, Georgia and Dom, and Abby and Bartice, which is, like, the weirdest pair of them all. Yeah. God, it's been so long since I finished this. I I know, um... me too. Good thing I took notes. (laughs) I remember, I actually remember when I was watching this and all those people left, I'm like, Will couldn't even pretend to still like someone or, like, Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just, I was just surprised that they were like, all right, well, we're leaving. So maybe they had like a certain number that they could only keep. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I think that they were supposed to be like serious too, but I don't I, know. No, it was like, make sure it's for real or whatever it was. I don't mm -hmm. know. Which is but hilarious that we got Abby and Bartiz. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so then we have the final compatibility challenge during episode 10. Um, in the final compatibility challenge, they must answer questions on how they think the other person would answer. And Joey and Carousel pretty pretty easily um, win this win this challenge. They go on a date, they walk on the pier, they get snow cones, and um, there's like this big firework display. Joey wants to talk about moving in together, and he tells her that he loves her. So yeah, he the, kind of grew on me. What? He kind of grew on me, Joey. Yeah. Well, and I don't I know if you knew this. Episode. I don't know if you knew this, but I saw on in an in Instagram story, um, somebody asked him um about how he was always carrying around a water bottle, and he said that he's like two and a half years sober. Oh no, I did not know that. I thought he mentioned it. I thought he mentioned it on one of the episodes. No? I only remember finding out on Instagram, but I could be wrong for sure. Well, good um, for him. Yeah, definitely. Props to him. Two and a half years is a long time. Um, so then they go to the boardroom and the people that they have, we still, I guess if they it, it's not final yet because we still have people that can come in so nick elsie chase and colony um are on the board and they set bartiz up with elsie and abby up with nick because they think that they're not a match obviously um but this just kind of like i don't know brings in more drama at this point i don't think it's like necessary for either of them to be there but um Abby and Nick, they play Boca Ball on the beach. Nick wins. Bartisa and Elsie, they walk around the boardwalk. And they do, like, the love locks on the bridges, which I thought was, like, a really weird thing for, like, people who just met each other. But whatever. It's reality TV. Um, And then Chloe writes a rap for Shane. And she says that she's falling in love with him. Um, at the recoupling, Chloe is with Shane, Bartiz is with Abby again, Carrie is with Joey, um, Francesca with Damien, Georgia with Dom, and this time Nick is with LC, and they have this connection because apparently they've slid into each other's DMs before, they've had conversations, they just haven't met in person. Um, Shane and Chloe get into a fight about the Mitchell situation, and shane wants to leave but then we find out in episode 11 because it's like a cliffhanger um that georgia and dom talk shane talk to him about like not leaving and they chloe comes out to talk they decide that chloe's going to be staying with georgia that night um just to kind of give them some space and then they talk the next morning and they make up i would have told him to fucking go so at this point, everyone is back. 
and Damien asks um, for Jessica to be his girlfriend. And she says that she doesn't know if it could work outside the house. And so they both end up leaving. Abby and Bartizo- she has a boyfriend outside the house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So French. one thing that Georgia said. Yeah. So one thing Georgia said when she was on Nick Vial's podcast is that three months after filming ended that they all saw on Instagram that Francesca was celebrating her one year anniversary with someone. But I looked back, I went to his in- Instagram and they had pictures from before X on the beat. I mean, before whatever show they're on. Perfect match. Perfect match. Perfect match. Whatever show. Yeah. Um, His pictures with her like go way back. Mm-hmm. Is he a reality person or he's a normie, as we say? I think he's like a TikTok person, but I could be wrong. Not not normie. Okay. But he's transitioned, <laughs> right? I don't know. But that's hilarious how you're like, not normie. <laughs> oh, that cracked me. Up. I, I think he's transgender. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he's transitioned. Interesting. Go to his Instagram. Okay, I will. So all of this about this show is kind of adding up to why I didn't like it. It was just fake. Yeah, I can see that. Fake. It was a good concept, but then by the time we get to, like, episode 12, you know, like, Abby leaves because she's upset because her and Bartice are fighting. Calvin, Savannah, and Sophie, they leave because they were just back to stir up some drama. We have um, five couples that we could vote for in the final coupling. Bartice and Izzy, Nick and Elsie, Shane and Chloe, Dom and Georgia, um, and Joey and Carousel. Everybody else leaves at this point. They all go on dates with their matches. And this is when Joey proposes to Carousel. Fake. She says yes. And then at the final ceremony, everyone is there, everybody's back, and all the singles have to vote for who the perfect match is. And they end up voting for Dom and Georgia, and they win an all-expenses-paid vacation, which is hilarious. Which they Um, never took. But I was shocked that they won. So, yeah, so they never took it. Did you see? Okay, so um, they never took it, and... Georgia, they were both offered 5K since they broke up. And another Georgia talked to another cast member, and the cast member advised her to ask for more. So she reached out to Dom. There was all this drama between the two of them. Um, she did Harry Josie's podcast, and she's now dating Harry Josie. When did this start? Did it start on the podcast day? Um, according to a podcast Harry did, they had sex on podcast day, which means that she was still with Dom at the time. Um, Georgia claims that that's not the case. Um, she swears up and down that she did not have sex with Harry on that day. She did not cheat on Dom. However, she also would never put Harry in the position to recount on what he said. So to me, that's ridiculous. If they were really in a relationship and they were serious, and he they really didn't have sex that day, then he should be the one to come out and say that he made that up and not be, like, worried that he's ruining his reputation because he's not doing good things for Georgia right now. That's for, that's for sure. And that's not what you do in a relationship when you love someone. Right. 
But I'm glad to be finally done talking about Perfect Match. I would watch it again, but I would want maybe a couple less episodes. But I would probably watch I can it see again. That. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, and I like that they like found a way to repurpose um like the Netflix stars. You know, I I I think I remember hearing like around the time that I heard about this that there was maybe like a challenge ish show that was coming with Netflix people. So I don't know if that's true or not. I hope that I don't know. I mean, I kind of hope it's true, but I don't know though because. I would have thought the same thing about the Challenge USA, but now I'm hearing that, like, MTV people might be going over there, and it's just, like, weird. I think that, in my opinion, the CBS version should say CBS, ABC, Fox, keep those, like, channels together, and if they do well, then transition them onto the MTV version, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. It's all just getting so twisty, and... It's weird. I think the novelty of the show, like the first few episodes, I thought it was fun. Like, who are they going to match up with? Oh, who's coming into the house? And it wore off real quick for me. So I don't know if I could do it again. (laughs) That's okay. We won't make you. We might watch it again, though. Well, you know, to your guys' point, it depends on who's on the cast. If there's someone I really like, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. The cast for sure matters it definitely yeah definitely does okay so he was like after the show ended i saw a video on my timeline that they all broke up yeah they're all they're all broken up now Mm -hmm. yeah no couple remains but i think dom and george are definitely the most dramatic (laughs) yeah Okay, so now we've talked about the challenge, we talked about Survivor, we talked about The Bachelor, we've talked about the Are You in One finale, we talked about Perfect Match. Um, is there anything, any final thoughts on any of these shows that you guys want to add? No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in, and we will see you soon. <laughs>